Yes. Are we on? Yes, we are on. Episode 333. And this number is significant to you. You know I love threes. (laughs) I do know you love threes. (laughs) As long as I can remember, you have set your alarm and it has to end in a three. Yes. So yeah. you can't wake up at 6.30. It has to be 6.33. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for years. Until I learned how to set an alarm in my head um, when I actually used an actual alarm clock. So so as long as we've been together, you've known me for always setting it for a three. It has to be a three. Right, but when you were setting your alarms, did you know that you were born at 3.33 a.m.? Well, I that's only recently that... Uh, you. I think you brought it up. I, I, I probably knew that at some point in my life, but I'd completely right. I was looking that. at your birth certificate recently, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "Do you know that you were born at three thirty-three a.m.?" I got threes in my bones and my blood. I showed up here in threes. That's right. I remember watching basketball with my grandpa Stover on Sunday afternoons at the farm on Zimmer Road and he would sit in his lazy boy and I would sit on the floor and we would watch the Boston Celtics on channel six and Larry Bird who was my spirit animal as a child was number 33. No way I didn't know that. Yeah yeah so like threes were always like a really really big deal to me. I had no idea. You've loved Larry Bird. Like we have that framed Larry Bird. (laughs) Trading card. Trading card. I didn't know he was number 33. For years. (laughs) I had the Larry Bird trading card framed. I went to a frame store and had a frame made for it, and I hung it in the, that closet so I'd get dressed in the morning, and it was a picture of Larry Bird from behind as he ran out onto the court. So, Because <laughs> to me, that was always badass. If you had a trading card of you, but it wasn't like you shooting or something, it was just you going out on the court. That's how great you are. We just get a shot of you. Which is awesome because I think you love that kind of energy. You love the grand entrance. Oh, or just the fact that as a kid, Larry Bird wasn't the fastest. He didn't jump the highest. He wasn't the most athletic, but he was just completely threw himself into it. It was like he was playing another game. And for me, in my formative years, it was like a thing I could, and he had weird hair. It was like a thing I could like relate to that. Because I was never the fastest, never the smartest, whatever. But I, it's something about like, but you can just throw yourself into it. Right. So so it's channeling that energy. That energy of like, I, yeah. that Here I so, am. Here, here I am, world. I, I'm just going to dive for loose balls. <laughs> 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 That's not bad for a tombstone. He dove for loose balls. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, welcome to the Robcast. Right. Rob and Kristen Bell here, if you didn't know. Yes. (laughs) Which which has its own story, which will be revealed in moments. Oh, so threes. Then you and I, our first kid is a boy, and I'm Robert Holmes Bell, the junior. I remember we're we're taking a walk. You're pregnant. We're like, what should we, if it's a boy, we're like, how about Robert Holmes Bell, the third? Keep the name going. But then we won't call him. We'll call him. Trace. Trace, three. Yeah, because I went to school with uh, a kid named Trace, T-R-A-C-E. So, And we were like, wait, we can... That will be his official nickname. We can literally name our kid three, which to me kept the threes going strong. And then do you remember 
two years, three years ago, two years ago, we're in the kitchen one day and Trace comes in the kitchen and it was, I knew it when he walked in, something was going down. Do you oh remember that? yeah, yeah. There was just, there was a look on his face. Like, he, like, oh, I wonder what this is. And he said, can I show you guys something? And I don't know if you, but I remember distinctly in the moment being like, oh, I know exactly what this is. But having no context or preview or warm up, just knowing I know what he's about to do. And he pulls up his shirt and on the outside of his shoulder, he has just gotten a tattoo of like a large Roman numeral three. Remember that moment? Yeah. Our first kid, first tattoo. <laughs> and you and I, oh my God, we were laughing. We're not against tattoos. We but were it was laughing. just like a moment. Such a moment. We were laughing so hard. Like, but the, like the three thing has, keeps going. Right. And you, what, uh, whatever any, it is, I, pa- wait, wait, I passed it down to the next generation. Right. <laughs> Can you think of any other threes that have shown up in your life? Um, I'm sure at some point in this episode, I'll think of another three. I just love, yeah. just love that, love that number. So, so anyway, what was happening earlier this week is that you were trying to record. Oh yeah. A podcast called Hope Part 3. Episode 333 was going to be part 3 talking about hope. And I don't know how many versions I just kept trying it and it was like ugh, ugh this is just like sludge. And then I came into the kitchen and you were just like I, I just can't, yeah, find, I can't it. find it. Find <laughs> it. I just keep trying I can't find it. It's just <laughs> And so I Sometimes I like to help by just like, if something's not working, like just etch a sketch it, just like mix up all, right. of, all the assumptions right. about how you're supposed to do it. And maybe yeah. you'll find the inspiration or the energy or the... Some new way in. Some new way in. But you, but as soon as I said, oh, it's like part three of this thing I've been doing for Robcast episodes and you, my memory, I'm fascinated to remember yours, to hear yours. In my memory, you... You instantly were like, oh, yeah, there's never a part three's never good. Name, she's like, name me a movie that the part three was any good. <laughs> right. You well, just I was like, it. maybe part of the problem is that you're trying to do a part three. <laughs> but the other thing that I was thinking is that I think one of, I'm assuming that you said this in either part one or part two, but you don't even like the word hope. No, right. I kept you have it. told me, I don't even like the word hope, but it's like, it's like the perfect word to de- to get into what I'm talking about, where yeah. like where you give your energy and how you like are a creator with energy. And I kept this trying is to my say version it. of your summary. I never listened to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but anyway, I love you I was, summarizing something. I was you- like, wait, you're struggling to make a part three on hope when you have verbally said, I don't even like the word hope. And I had 10 pages, I have 10 pages of notes right there, which is, oh, which, like, that's old, that's old Rob. Who and like, it's not that have, you don't like the word hope, it's just not a word that you use. Because, because it's already a, the like, dominant ways that it's used are like, no, no, you'll, you're, you can't get where you want to go by using it that way. So I think I did that in the first two episodes. I think I was like, no, 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 you got to think about it in a whole different way. Because if you actually have hope, you probably won't use the word because it'll be so embodied It'll just be a way you view your participation in the whole thing. Look at me trying to summarize the first two episodes. But I'm like, you know what? I said it. I already said it. It's, I said it. People so get what it. I fine. thought would be interesting <laughs> is like one of the ways you could mix up 
like how Let's how go. you start talking about this is Let's go. Maybe I'll come on. Just, Can you give me a microphone oh, we'll have a best, conversation. The best. But I thought it would be interesting to talk about your creative process. Because I think a lot of people, including me, until I saw it, I didn't realize that people who create a lot of things, a lot of things get left on the editing floor. Oh my, absolutely. Because it just appears like it's easy. Like people just get in front of a mic and they start talking and this brilliance comes out and oh my goodness. it all just flows together oh. and look at the magic. When I hear somebody say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. As And generally, it's so, so they're like giving up and trying something. They're going to go do something else. It completely, it like blows my mind. Wait, wait, wait. You tried it and it didn't work. So you're like walking away. Wait, what? Because my experience has been you try it and you try it again. <laughs> and you try it a slightly different way. And then you try it longer, shorter thinner, wider, thicker, faster, like you, more words, less words, more volume, less volume. Like you tried it. And you know that like even failure isn't really a word that I find very So what relevant. do you, what do you think keeps you going? Why do you, why do you keep coming <laughs> back? Uh, usually, I'm trying to think how I would say this. Our own healing is always in whatever we're doing. That's how I see it. We, no matter how somebody says they're doing it for everybody else, they're doing it for themselves. There's something in it. Even curiosity has an element of healing. You're following something because it's, it's making sense of something. It's showing you something. It's helping you make peace with what has been. It's helping you make sense of where you've been. It's, it's, Whatever the next thing is a person is stepping into, it, it has something of our healing in it, of making all things belong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if it's like, that's why when people get all hung up on nobody cared or the outcome or who's listening or who's following or who's noticing, you're already hosed because you can't. <laughs> it's deep. It's way in you. So like when you're back here and how many takes do you think you did on episode 333 <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> uh i'd start it and i'd be but some of it's my own leaving behind well i was gonna say what is your what is your thought process when you've done it over and over and you're like it just doesn't have any momentum it's just not I'm not well, part feeling of it, coherent. I'm not. Well, well, part of it, you know, we came from a world that so prioritized the mind and the intellect. So, so much of my work for so many years, work, study, analyze, outline, what's idea A, what's idea B. Do you know what I mean? Very, and then I hopefully over the years infused it with heart and feeling and emotion and passion. And then, you know, over the years, you just get the mind more and more becomes the proper servant that it always was meant to be. And it's serving heart. So it like even that I had a whole outline. I had like 10 pages 
but I don't, because I can do, I, all that musculature is there to like say a bunch of stuff. But it's the elegant simplicity that flows from the heart that includes intellect, includes all that structuring and this flows out of this, flows out of this, all that rhetorical whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think it, now I'm much more paying attention to um, it's, it's, uh, the word vulnerability, the word intimacy. It's like if it isn't, there's an elegance and a simplicity that's, that's the only thing that's interesting now. And if so it you're gets all... too caught, and if it gets too caught up in all that saying a bunch of stuff, then it's just words. So you're also saying you could have done a Robcast just with those notes. That's the but there was something in you that said, ah, this isn't it. And that's the thing developmentally is I'm so much more in my own sort of growth and evolution tuned into where it's coming from. Because when that's the problem is you do something for a while and you develop these muscles that can just go. Like, yeah, I could, like, we could fill an hour right now. That's easy. Saying something. Putting on another episode. That's, that, that's actually easy. But being present well, to it's the easy deeper streams, for as you, you would say. It's easy for you at this point in your yes, life. Because exactly. you've put in the 10,000 hours. Right. So then at some point you keep going. And then the thing that was earlier, like the goal actually can get in the way. Um, that's why a lot of people I've noticed, they develop some skill or excellence or mastery, but then the next thing they're being invited into, that very thing is, they're being invited for that to be integrated into something larger, and sometimes that actually works against them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do this, and people recognize it, and it helps, et cetera. Yeah, that might actually be the problem right here, because the new thing is inviting you to some new space where you're back to the beginner's mind, eyes wide open. Well, I don't really actually kind of figure out how to learn how to do this, which is where all the joy and the interesting stuff is anyway. Right. So what I hear you saying is for you, there's never been a destination. No, it always resets. If you nail it, whatever that means, then the whole game resets. Then, then you're in a, then if you follow it, and you know, I've talked about at any point you can park you know, I've seen lots of people do that. Like they reach some level of competence, excellence, skill, job, whatever it is, and then they park because it's safe, it's known, there's a level of comfort, and you just camp out there. But that's never, God, I just, I'm, I'd rather, oh, God, it's just like yeah, a death. Yeah, I've heard you say before, <laughs> like there's this point where you know that you're being invited. No, I'm not saying you, but you, as a person, you know you're being invited into the next thing and it feels really risky and you feel very vulnerable and you're opening yourself up to not being understood, to being criticized, whatever. Um, Just not even but knowing you, if you can but pull what it off. You, but what I always hear you say is there's also risk in not moving forward. So at some point, the, the one risk, I mean, I would say for you and I in our life together, at some point... You aren't even using words like risk because when you did the risk evaluation, the the risk just the risk of staying where you were just becomes way riskier. <laughs> Whatever the new territory where you don't quite know if you can pull it off, where you're sort of figuring out how it works, where you're like, "Whoo, there's some there's some there's some takes that are going to end up on the floor." That's not 
that's way you're like, oh yeah, I'll take that. That's that's way safer actually than staying just staying talking about the same, doing the same thing. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating how that works? Yeah. I'm even wondering right now if there's like a um a rhythm to it. Like yeah. you yeah, yeah, you yeah. extend yourself, it gets challenging, yeah. it's, it gets scary, you back off a bit, then you're like, oh, this isn't where the life is. I'm I'm feeling stagnant and stuck. Yeah. And so yeah. then you put yourself out there again and then you Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's do you think there's a little bit of a dance to that? Oh, absolutely. And this is what I noticed doing all those sessions with people during COVID, the fundamental premise of the session is somebody signed up because they were stuck. Mm -hmm. So at any point, if a person's like, ah, I think I'll just keep, which didn't really happen, but you could see a person that like, do I step forward or do I just stay where I am? Anytime a person, you could see them sort of seeing the new territory and be like, uh, I don't know. I think maybe I'll just stay where I am. I could always just go, yeah, but you booked this session. <laughs> so the fundamental premise of the session is something within you is itchy. Mm -hmm. Something within you is longing. There's some desire, some angst, some restless sense that there's an invitation to some new territory. Otherwise, what do you, why, why are we doing this? Right. And listening to that, going back to your question, Listening to that and following it, which is pretty much how you and I have arranged our entire lives, is just the only game <laughs> to be playing. Yeah. And that's why I see I know. you. Well, I think that's you. That's you. I think when you have experienced enough things in your life that you thought were the thing that was oh. going to satisfy Oof. and it didn't. Yeah. You start looking for, there's got to be a different way to live than always chasing the next carrot or the next thing that's going to like, oh, now we've arrived. Now we can just coast. Yeah, right, right, and right, I, right. Well and I've, I've been, I mean, I've been thinking about this concept a lot. Uh, and I think that the, the answer to that for me is living in the flow. Like there's like a... There's, there's an interesting excitement and um, mystery and revelation and like kind of like I said, dancing on the edge of putting yourself out there and also then backing up and like taking care of yourself. Like there's like this, there's an interesting new way. I feel like we've... I feel like we've been playing with our whole life, but it just keeps becoming more, more and more clear how mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. how you be in that place. Oh, and, and would you say, I mean, think about how many people we have interacted with, how many people even culturally in the world right now are, are seeing this like, wait, my energies were going towards what? Mm -hmm. maintain uh, uh, maintaining protecting uh preserving those are all very specific sort of energetic imprints climbing climbing uh somebody the world that where people came for so many people they came from a world that was like this is success and then so they did it and they were like wait wait okay 
Right, right. This, this, this wait, can't be it. What? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that feeling of like, oh, this is like, I don't actually know how this is going. Like you and I have talked about, I wonder how this episode is going to end. Living your life with this witness of the witness of the witness. Right. Um, you find yourself in a jam. We find ourselves with a stress, a pressure, a tension, something, and we turn to each other. And I wonder how this episode is going to turn out. Right. It's like, it's yeah. the the playful curiosity. Yeah. 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 That gradually begins to take over all. So at first, it's like, well, then there's the things you got to like, you know, you know, there's the serious things of life, and then maybe you have a little energy left over. You can maybe be like that, whatever. But then you just realize oh, all of it, all of it can become something you are holding loosely. You're playing with it. You're seeing where it goes. Look at these kids we made. Look at them. Fascinating. Who do they want to be? Fast. Like you can hold that with a, a heaviness, like, oh, or you can hold it. It's all how you hold it and frame it. Right. And you can, you're constantly... What are they teaching me here? Absolutely. You're constantly reframing it to let it be, to keep discovering. Right. Or we even talked recently about it, the... sometimes our kids are here to destroy things oh. in us that we didn't even yeah. know needed destroying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the destroyer. The destroyers. This kid. <laughs> they have come to wreck a bunch of assumptions, a bunch of templates. A bunch of thoughts we had about how it was supposed to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah. wrecking it. But taking oh. it back to this episode. Oh, right. Um, when you came into the kitchen, that was my intent. Like how, like you were feeling stuck. What's going on here? Yeah. And I think I've noticed before you're, you're, um, you sometimes ask if it's a season like I know that you have creative seasons where you have a lot of sure. output and then other seasons where you don't. So sometimes it's like, sometimes it's just, you don't have the energy yeah. to create. And yeah. other times it's like, you just need to look at it from a different right, right. perspective. And, um, so it was actually my intent on coming on. It was also like, maybe we could make this a little more playful and, the, yeah. Whatever was supposed to come through. Yeah. Would come through. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and earlier in my life, like just always paying attention to is it because you have to say something or because you have something to say? And I just keep finding new depths of no, don't say anything. There's nothing you don't have to say anything. Just wait. Then you'll have something. Then something will appear. Just be patient. Yeah. yeah. Although you did have a sense like this episode was meant to exist. I don't know if it's because <laughs> you're going to Australia next week. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes Oh yeah, like, Australia friends, I'm coming your way next week. Sometimes there's there like go. a um <laughs> a little mini chapters wrapping up. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. I I'm definitely feeling that. And always when it when it feels like when a whole chapter is ending of life. Uh that then you're going against those energies. You, like those are very strong energies. Like a thing thing is wrapping up here. And that's a very distinct feeling. And it's not a 
new birthing feeling. It's a, all right, okay, this has been a good run. This, this has been a good chapter. And now we're uh, wrapping that up. Even though, you, even though you're even saying it that way, it's so different than, okay, now I got this new thing and we're going to unleash it and we're exploring it and we're experiencing Those are two like such different experiences. So yeah, I'm definitely in the one and you're right. That is what was happening. That was part of what was happening. Yeah. 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 Also, sometimes I think something, <laughs> okay, let me talk about that episode because sometimes I have an image and I think it's pretty good. And then I get into it and I'm like, I don't know. Cause the whole thing would be a lot of people when they use the word hope, they're actually referring to a scoreboard somewhere in their heart. And the scoreboard is how they keep track of how they think the world is doing. So they saw something on the news, they saw a report, they heard some congressperson from Georgia said something bonkers, and so they're like, oh, the world, we're in trouble, the thing's going off the rails. Mm-hmm. Or they saw, or, or a, a new good law got passed, or some new legislation, or they heard somebody did this or that, and they're like inspired, or somebody did something courageous or brave, and so then they're like, oh yeah. So just notice a lot of people around hope have like a almost like a subconscious scoreboard and then how they're feeling about the world, hopeful or not hopeful is based on whatever they happen to have seen the past couple of days. Right. Whatever they give their attention to. Right. Exactly. But like, if that's the point, what is it? Because of what you saw on the news, which is an industrial entertainment outrage feedback loop, you're basing it on that. Or when you and I have talked about this quite a bit lately, if you do check the news and you see a bunch of, things, corruption, exposure, a bunch of things got called out or brought to the surface, and you're like, man, systems are broken. You could see that as like, oh, the thing's coming undone. But how do you know that isn't? Because destroyer energy is a part of creation energy. You have to have the destruction so you can have the creation. Right. And you and I have talked about... Systems that aren't working need to break down. Right. So if you see a system breaking down, you're like, man, I have no hope for the world. Look at that thing right there. That's just a mess. Yeah. That, how do we know that isn't part of the creation of the new thing? Is there has to be enough pain? It has to go off the rails enough, right? That there's enough pain and anguish that a new thing, the energies arise, right? For a new thing to be enough, built. people need to be activated so to take pers- action. Yes, exactly. So yeah. if a person's sense of hope is built on the news, well, sometimes the news is the news. Otherwise, oftentimes the news is something entirely else. Or if you do base it on the news. How do you know that the thing you're seeing that's like, ooh, we're in trouble? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's painful. It's brutal. It's awful to watch. Correct. It's also how we get to the new thing. Or I was also, if that scoreboard, how does it take count of all the good? Like even during COVID, essential workers. What about all the people who woke up this morning and are helping make the world run? Like does the scoreboard keep track of that? You know what I mean? Because that doesn't, that's not a headline. Right. Yeah. So if you go back to the news, somebody somewhere is deciding what we should give our attention to. Exactly. But there's no outlet where you just get barraged by all the good people doing good things quietly, selflessly, humbly that actually make the world go around. Or what you said about nature, the sun came up. Nature just keeps, like the sun keeps rising. That's not a headline. <laughs> right. I mean, I think there's a a million reasons why it's so healing to be in nature, but I I do think that one of them is just 
a reminder that there's something there's something here that just keeps going. Keeps rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So put our attention on that. <laughs> so that's No, so, what would so what would you say you do with the the scorecard? It's not scorecard oh, so or whole, scoreboard. Uh, scoreboard. Scoreboard. My, the entire episode was me in like 20 different ways just saying you got to take that scoreboard and throw it off so a bridge. So scoreboard think Larry Set Bird scoreboard. Oh, got it. callback. Um you just got to throw that scoreboard in the ocean. You just got to like set it on fire, chuck it off the roof, drive your car over it. You just got to get rid of that. <laughs> because what it does at a deep, subtle level is it keeps the world out there. I'm here looking at the world around me, evaluating how it's going. Do I think it's going in a good direction? Do I think it's going in a bad direction? And then that's what people often mean when they're talking about hope. But what it does is it keeps the uh, a disempowered structure in play, which is I... I am something other than the world. And when that all begins to break down, when you see that you're actually part of the grocery store, you are traffic, you are creating the internet. When you come to see that all parts exist within holes that we're creating this, oh, what can I not give my energies to today? As simple as that. What can I give my energies to? Oh, that's, that's creating the world. That's, that's where what people call hope. That's what hope is. Yeah. Oh, look at this. You know, I've noticed with myself, um, looking at the news sometimes feels like it's going to relieve my anxieties because then I'll know. There's like this nebulous, like stuff is happening. I need to look at the news to see what's happening. But it's, it's actually like when I started watching it, it, it doesn't have the effect that I'm hoping it will have. Oh, like if I'm informed... Right. Then I'll then I'll be able to I'll know feel what to do. Less anxious. Secure. Oh, interesting. But I've noticed that it's it's an interesting habit that forms where you think that something's going to relieve the anxiety, but if you watch it, it it actually only increases unless you're very particular about what you're tuning into. What you see. Um oh, that's really interesting. You your initial thought was this decreases anxiety but actually heightens it right right and i have found like a little uh, like there's a sweet spot for me because i i do want like a few headlines yeah but that's that's what it is for me is i can't um i can't have too much of a diet of full news stories um like the headlines for me give me enough information Mm -hmm. and then if there's something i want more information on, but I've noticed that like, you know, I have a thing where they, (laughs) where uh, some, a lot of news writers do this, where they, when they get into the story, then they start interviewing individual people and how much they're suffering or how much this has affected them. And that's when it just like, um, that's when it just takes me down because I, uh, I've just have I've had to learn about myself. I can't hold all of that. I'm already very empathetic and I can't hold too much sorrow or it's hard for me to function. Yeah. And so I've I try to I try to hold that balance. Yeah, that's of knowing but not knowing too much. Right, that's so well said. It's it's 
it's like the difference between being informed and being in a feedback loop. There's like, like, uh, like informed is like, what is the relationship between interest rates and inflation? That's good to know. What is whatever country a person is living in? What is the immigration policy of that country? That'd probably be helpful to know. Um, well, you can also start to know, uh, spot articles that are trying to provoke you emotionally. Mm. You, you can, you can start to spot them and, and veer more towards the ones that, like you say, are giving you information oh. or more information. Right, 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 right. Oh, there's uh, also, there's the, uh, people magazining of the world. People Magazine, which had its heyday a while ago, but there's that, um, uh, this one, so-and-so breaks their silence. <laughs> oh, I love that one. <laughs> um, there's all this particular, um, open, uh, so-and-so opens up about. The one that breaks their silence is fascinating, as if the person was being silent. <laughs> right. As if, as if you don't have a public press release, then that's silence. No, it usually it's means so, they just haven't posted anything on Instagram. They don't or feel Twitter. a need to feed the machine. <laughs> right. It's so utterly absurd. Um, uh, opens up, reveals, um, breaks their silence. What else? These these re- absolutely absurd phrases that get used in headlines about like comes clean. Right. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Which is all something other than so I do think a big Pro- part of this, informed. though, is is doing your own observing and like almost like research or experimenting on yourself. Uh, how do yeah, I yeah. how do I feel after I read this? Yeah. How do I how, can I maintain my center? Can I maintain my um, my groundedness? What whatever word you want to use, like, but you in your full strength. Can I ingest this and not have it knock me off center? Yeah. Um, and everybody has a different level that they can engage with. Um, yeah. Or even want to yeah. engage with. Like, if you yeah. don't... If you, I, I see the full spectrum of people who don't engage with any news, like our right. lovely Dr. Best, or... Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, people who can, like, really dive in and converse about any issue yeah 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 that's really well said that you you cook up because when i took earlier this year new york times and espn apps off my phone and stopped starting the day with new york times and espn Mm -hmm. (laughs) sports and news yeah my life was like so much better because i just was like oh wait um no i don't want this isn't i don't want to start my day with this yeah so and, like, and starting energies so are huge starting right right when i was like oh oh my gosh it goes back to the larry bird <laughs> <laughs> starting god, energies you're a god you're good my word you are good <laughs> it matters how you run out onto that court yeah, first thing in the morning oh god because the antenna I mean, you and i've talked a lot about the antenna is strongest the signal is strongest in the mornings and so that's just, cl- it just jams it up from the get go. Yeah, it sets the tone for your day. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I need that thing as clean and clear as possible. Yeah, because I, I think that if you start from that like <laughs> defeated, discouraged, um, yeah, hopeless place, yeah, even then when you encounter things that are hopeful, it's hard to even take them in. It's almost like it's they almost like you you've put up this like. Yeah, right. Despair shield. And so yeah. they can't even get in. <laughs> it's so true. Which goes back to to when you come to see what is a quantum scientific truth about the universe, the observer affects what they're observing. Then you come to see that you have this relational field, you have this space around you, this uh range of effective will, and you can act in certain ways that shape it and form it. Yeah, I, I love this one. Do you want to slow this one down? Because this, this quantum physics, um, what would you... Yeah, just the, just the dominant understanding for most people is the line. There's you, and then there's the thing happening, and you're seeing it happen, and then you're evaluating it, you're discussing it, you're commenting on it, you're seeing it, you're feeling good or bad about what you're seeing happening. Um when when the witness of it and the observation of it seeing it affects what even is happening yeah yeah but i even meant the quantum physics um yeah like observation is, of the particle right is it a right is it a wave or a particle <laughs> oh, it yeah. depends on what kind of question you ask it or do you ask it wave questions or particle questions it yeah. depends on the observer yeah 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 so reality yeah. isn't as solid it's as we think. So even an atom is, a, is essentially a cloud of possibilities. So the thing that everything is made of when you take it apart, it is uh, a host of potentials that then actualize in space and time for the moment, but are actually a cloud of possibilities. That an atom is mostly empty space. So even the stuff that we know to be the stuff of life is mostly empty, what would be referred to in common parlance as empty space. So when you come to see that, then, so you take some, real, some back and forth you have with some human being that's frustrating, that has, that you're like, I don't like this, this person evokes something. Oh, I, I, I don't have to give that energy. I don't have to participate in that. I can see that differently. I can change the story that I'm telling. You are endlessly discovering your own empowerment. So oh. would you say that we create reality based Ab on what we give our attention to? Absolutely. And if when people begin to see this, then uh, I saw that I, you see what's happening in the world. I'm just so, wait, 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 let's look around you. Let's just start with you. In You are a, a phenomenon happening in space and time. You are the universe witnessing to itself. Who are you? What are you doing? What's facing you? Let's see what space there is, what new things you could try, not do, do, say yes to, say no to. Well, the other reason and why I love that this... tilts the whole thing. I love this is because it expands the definition of creating or creator. Oh, gosh, We're absolutely. creating every second. Oh, and the idea that some people are creative and some people aren't... Right. ...is just mental. It's just so dumb. Everybody is creating... All the time. What's a calendar? What you put on the calendar, how you organize your physical space, all of this is acts of creation. So 
the idea that like some people are creating and some people aren't. Once again, all this just is which then makes absurd. life very, very playful. Oh, because you are. It's not like you're gonna nail like this type of creating. You're not gonna get it perfect. You never will. Like oh. so, just play with so it. Play way, with it. See what happens when you way, run you... out onto the court <laughs> full of life, or or what happens when you run out to onto the court like thinking the world's falling apart. You talk you you're you talking about this is so much better than me talking about this. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was wondering if quantum physics was in your ten pages of notes. Yes. Was it? Yeah. In the first couple episodes. I just kept coming back to when you see this. So instant like like when I meet somebody who's instantly talking about about those people or them or the world out there, instantly, energetically, you can feel, oh, this is somebody disconnected from their own self. They're pointing to this. They're frustrated with this. How do you have hope when you see what's happening in the world? Wait, 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 wait. All of that is actually a smokescreen for your own, probably their own pain or grief, which is totally normal, totally understandable. Oh my gosh, that's a huge one. So let's first grieve what needs to be grieved. Because grief and imagination have a very intense relationship. Um, but now let's talk about you and who you are, where you are, um, who you know, who you've been, where do you want to go, what do you want to do, what do you see, what are you participating in energetically that you can, you don't have to participate in if you don't want to, what stories are you telling, Though, and instantly everything changes. Instantly everything changes because your own deepest longings and awareness of, oh, I could, I could do that differently. I could tell a different story about that is so unbelievably compelling and interesting. It just blows away the scoreboard of like, how do I think the world is doing? I don't know. Let's talk about you. Because all the people who inspire us and move us aren't people bemoaning whatever they happen to have seen. They're people who are like, yeah, they're following something. Yeah, they have a sort of wide-eyed, yeah, I'm doing this. It's really interesting to me. So yeah. it's way more intimate. It's way more personal than everybody realizes. Everybody has way, way more, I don't even know if power is the right word, word options, invitations, possibilities than they realize. Yeah. Do you know, I recently heard... You make an episode so much better. I just have to go back to that grief <laughs> comment because I think that was huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because... Um, we should do a whole thing on that Yeah, it's point. a whole thing. But yeah. I'm just going to make this one comment because it shifted the way that I see grief. Um, um, they said that grief is actually the first step of new creation. Uh, oh, Because so I've always true. seen it as like... It's a process we go through in order to let go of something, which mm -hmm. is true, mm -hmm. but it's all part of the same, it's all part of the same cycle. Cycle, exactly. It's all part of the same cycle. Yeah. You let go to make something, to make room for something new. So in that sense, it actually is the beginning of yes. something new. Yes, yes, yes. And I actually found it a very hopeful way of going through grief. Um, yes, yes. Grief becomes an uh, extraordinarily powerful it makes, catalyst. I mean, grief is still grief. 
and absolutely. you have to feel all of the yeah, feelings. Absolutely. But at least in some of the cycles that I've gone through, I felt it have a lightning effect. Like oh, I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. for me, yeah, I can really get grief is like heavy and loss and like I can like really like sink into that without seeing that it's it's part of a yes. Exactly. Part of the destroyer energy and yep, creation yep. energy. And this is the, this is why it's so important to talk about the heaviness of it because in you have to sink into the heaviness because that's where the lightness is. Mm-hmm. So you have to, if it's devastating, if it feels like the world has ended, the abyss, all the language people have used for it over the years, is true. You have to go all the way into that and let yourself say and express, moan, yell, shout, break things, whatever. You have to give it all the expression it's asking for, the, all the heaviness, the soul-crushing weariness of it, because that's where the lightness is. It literally passes through you. It might take a while, and you get to the lightness on the other side, which is always where the imagination is. Because imagination is about your openness to new possibilities, but you can't be open to new possibilities if you're still holding on to previous Right. Chapters, arrangements, and seasons, essentially. I just wish it was how it was. Right. So what's, so the things that we see that are happening in the world, they do evoke a grief response in us. Ow. And we can't skip Absolutely. over that. Absolutely. Oh. Like um, if, like so it's Russia not just invading. about, well, I'm not going to pay attention to my grief. I'm just going, like, it's not about just positive thinking all the time. Uh, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if you aren't, it's not about just positive thinking. If a person, yeah, you know, like think about Russia invading Ukraine. If you don't have sadness, anger, grief, rage, uh, hopelessness about that experience, about what's happening with right. Russia invading Ukraine, then you aren't paying attention, and and you're essentially stifling something about what it means to be human. So these are all completely normal, necessary, healthful responses to what we see around us. Right. It's not that it doesn't move you or it doesn't have you like, what? Uh, yeah, you have to have all this space for that. And think about how much great art simply comes from people giving expression to their responses to the world around them. And we go, oh, yes, I feel that. I know that. I'm not alone. Yeah. And the more people witnessing to something, uh, the more people witnessing to it and being honest about what it's evoking, this is how... This is how things change. Right. So yeah. so the deep interior emotional, especially for the people who are like, yeah, well, feelings, whatever. No, no. There, there is a direct connection to the political. Enough, enough women and then men, because women leading the way in Iran, go, no. Mm-mm. No. Rage, enough. resistance, enough. Um, so the very fresh edge of the political generally is driven by the deepest interior connections to people's authentic responses. So this isn't yeah. just like, oh, it's nice we could all sit around and feel. No, no, no. That's how things, that's how revolutions start. As people go, wait a second. I have not been feeling the depths of this. And uh, I am being asked to. Right. Right. And it leads to things. For some people, that's yeah. the challenge. That yeah. is is to go to those places. Yeah, yeah. You're in enough pain. Um, even people right now listening to this episode who are in 
situations, relationships, jobs, living in places where this isn't you. This isn't, and yet just keep skating over the surface of it, keep pretending like it's not what it is. But then when you actually sink into the heaviness of that feeling, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> what right. is this? This isn't my, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Or even what you're willing to yeah. put up with. Oh, right. Like how you're treated by other people. Right. Or, right. Um, yeah. Are, are right. you, are you, are you in enough pain to say enough? Oh, the number of people <sighs> I've interacted with who it's a good enough. It's a good job. Yeah, it's a nice, it's fine. It's a good life. Yeah, right. And then you just scratch the surface and you realize they're like, no, I'm so tired of it. I'm so, <laughs> yeah. And because it was like good enough or because wherever they come from rated this, hey, you're winning. Or people who are like, oh man, people would kill for your situation. And, but the person's actually just dying. <laughs> yeah, the good news is no one has to die. You can just, can leave that. People do this all the time. But it's because you actually sank into the feeling. Yeah. Man. I'm starting man, to see that the, the the when you say hope, um hope contains all the feelings. Hope contains hopelessness. Mm. Hope has plenty of room for despair. Yeah, it yeah. Same as similar to joy in that sense. Actual joy, actual hope, actual love is so big and expansive. All these other things can happen within it. And because you see to. it as part of, it's part of something. It's not the whole thing. It's part, like... Yes, yes. Like when you're in hopelessness, you see it, as, what I'm hearing you say is you see it under the umbrella of hope. This, it's, is, this yeah. is part of it. This is not how I'm always going to feel. Like... Oh, you give all that, you give all that, you, you take all that seriously. Yeah. Like the, I think you've watched me over the years. How many times have been like, what is the point of what I do? I just like say stuff. I write stuff like, yeah, yeah. Despair is a, this doesn't, doesn't change anything. What's the point of all, like whatever that feeling is of like, what is, I'm going to make more stuff. Like, yeah, I have to, that just passes through. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all part of the joy of it is the futility. You like you can make peace with the futility of it. That's part of the, yeah. And now now you can really make some stuff. Now you can really do what you do because you're not under some illusion of what it is or what it isn't. And then when it actually does do something in the world, whew, my goodness, that's like joy stacked on joy. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. That fascinating how it actually works. Yeah, it is. Actually so whew. Where were we again? So was there anything else in your notes <laughs> that you feel like like it just would it just wouldn't be right to leave out? Uh that is awesome. It's literally like you took me back through what I was going to say. And <laughs> it's like you just held my hand and took it. <laughs> no, okay, so Robbie, what what were you thinking about there? <laughs> It's no, like you're honestly, like, my apparently you're just... having a difficult time going to the potty. <laughs> if I stand outside the door and, and, and cheer you on, do you think you could do a big boy dump? <laughs> it's like it's like when the boys were young and wouldn't do their homework unless I sat right next unless to them. sat with them. Oh, it was so boring. Oh, I just had to sit so there. boring. I remember doing math 
Remember at that one, I can picture the table, the view, and Preston and I doing math, and I would get so frustrated. Remember that? And I'd have to get up and leave the table, and you and I would just, he and I would just be going down right, into right. a black hole together, and the rest of the family would be like, oh, Dad's trying to help Preston with math. The two people who should not be doing math, let alone together. Right. <laughs> But you no, my intent actually uh, was to make it you more enjoyable, did, which is everything you and I. It's like everything you and I have been doing for a number of years. What's the yeah? Let's lighten this. Let's yeah. Yeah, and also let's I make this more I enjoyable. <laughs> we have these kinds of discussions a lot, and they're they're fun. Oh my gosh! No, it feels like. We never stop talking about all this, and then we just happen to do some other things along the way, like take care of our house and kids and all that. But yeah, this is where all the juice is. It's where all the fun is. Yeah, yeah. Episode 333. I know that like episode 300, 200, 400, like people mark those, but there's just no bigger episode than 333. That's right. You, I mean, you, you showing up for this. <laughs> I mean, it's you and Larry Bird. So, oh. and, and I know there's other, we'll discover other threes that are in your, like, are your, are your, the passcode on your phone? No. Oh, the last, well, yeah. <laughs> we can tell everybody. <laughs> no, it never made it any passcodes, but yet. <laughs> I am so glad. Oh, that is so great. What, do you have anything else? No. This, oh, so fun. Okay, so what else were we saying? Oh, um, Australia, and uh, new dates are up for Ojai, so January and February dates for two days in Ojai, and that's other things that are going on. It's a bunch of audiobooks. There's one, there's an audiobook on fear and failure called Find Me a Straight River. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, like three hours of me talking about a lot of, uh, expanding on some of what we talked about just now so right all that if you want more i i started listening to that one and it is really good <laughs> and then you stopped and then i stopped <laughs> because i mean it's just so much more enjoyable to actually have a conversation than to yeah. listen to you talk <laughs> yes of course <laughs> <laughs> all oh, right thank you thank you yeah it's well great. congratulations the um, robcast is 300 wait three Oh wait, I now I'm self-conscious about how I say three hundred and thirty-three. Oh, because because that, apparently. Oh, I got this awesome email just from a best, math teacher from a retired that it's math not three hundred and thirty-three because and oh, is a decimal point. So wonderful. So yeah. it's three hundred thirty-three. Yes, I love it. I love that. There's yeah, somebody wrote to say but, that every time I say the name of the episode, they cringe because. As a retired math teacher, when I say 332, it's not that and, it's just 332, that and is actually a decimal point, so. Right, so the oh, I love episode makes me so happy. 333, I'm happy to be here to celebrate it. Oh, <laughs> well said. All right, goodbye. Peace and love, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>